Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Paul Austin, founder and CEO of TheThirdWave.co. Paul is one of the most prominent voices in the world of psychedelics. He is the author of Mastering Microdosing, How to Use Subperceptual Psychedelics to Heal Trauma, Improve Performance, and Transform Your Life. He's educated millions on the importance of safe and effective psychedelic experiences. He's been featured in Forbes, Rolling Stone, and the BBC's Work Life. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Seth. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get into the world of psychedelics in the first place? So at the age of 19, I was a sophomore, end of my sophomore year in undergrad, and with a few friends, we did a high dose of, of LSD out in the, the woods, had a really beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful experience with that, with that substance. And that journey really influenced my professional path, uh, because at that time I was studying uh, medicine, I was going to become a doctor. Uh, but it didn't feel really fully aligned to, to, to live that more conventional way. So um, after working with psychedelics a number of times during those formative years, uh, I moved to Turkey when I was 21, where I taught English and then ended up traveling to over 70 countries throughout my 20s and building online businesses. And one of the businesses that I started uh, was in 2015, while I was living in Budapest, was Third Wave. And, you know, Third Wave really came out of those early transformative experiences with psychedelics. And it came at a point in time when uh, cannabis was becoming more widely used, when there were a lot of public figures who were talking about psychedelics. And I thought it'd be really great to have an educational platform so people can, can look at this as a tool that can be beneficial for them rather than a drug that can, you know, that's, that's potentially very harmful for them. Absolutely. And I'm sure the longer version of that story is probably in the book somewhere. Yeah. It is. Awesome. Which it we is will direct terrible. everybody to go get. So what um you how have you grown third wave? Because I mean you've educated millions of people. How'd you go from zero to reaching millions? Yeah. So the focus really has been on SEO. In 2015, the landscape of psychedelics was you know, it was still heavily stigmatized. There weren't a lot of investment or major players in the field. And so I really had a pioneering advantage or early adopter advantage. And so from the get-go in 2015, I focused on SEO. 
publishing long form content that um, was objective, scientific, uh, helpful and informative, not too academic because I wanted it to be engaging, but I really focused on SEO from the get go because SEO is a long term game. And I knew that if we could win the SEO game from the outset, then that would give us an incredible foundation to build. So, you know, September 2015 is when I bought the domain name. Immediately, we started publishing long form content. We started publishing infographics. And then over the next, you know, several years, we just kept publishing more and more content and more and more information, all of it free. We built an email list with a lead gen form to get people to start to engage with us. I started a podcast in 2016 to start to publish long form content uh, and other places. And then 2017 is when it went from just being a free educational resource to a business. We published our first course because we had an engaged audience. At that point in time, we had about uh, 150,000 people a month who were coming to the website. And, uh, and then in 2019, we raised our first round of investment. And since that point in time, it's gone from being just an educate free educational platform to really being a central hub for all things psychedelics. So we still have education. We also have a directory of providers, uh, clinics, retreats, therapists, and coaches. And we also have a private community that folks can join to engage further. Um, so I think the key uh, to the business success has always, you know, has been the long-term vision, hold the long-term vision, build for the future rather than building for tomorrow or building for the next week or two weeks. And that allowed us to create a really incredible foundation to be a major player in the space once it really started to generate traction. Because it's only been in the last like three years, the psychedelics have attracted billions of dollars in investment. You've really seen the space take off, but we really, you know, because we were so early and built that SEO foundation, we've been able to um, remain a very competitive player while raising a, a minimal amount of investment overall. The, the company has largely been bootstrapped and profitable. Awesome. Well, congrats. That, that, that is no small feat. So no. Um, talk a little bit. What is the company? I know you mentioned like we've got education, but talk a little bit about the different things that Third Wave offers now. Yeah, so the particularities of the psychedelic landscape make it challenging, right? Because although we've seen a lot of progress and momentum around psychedelics, Colorado as a state just legalized all plant medicines, Oregon legalized magic mushrooms, you know, the FDA is on the verge of approving MDMA or PTSD. So there's a lot of positive momentum, but the truth is that these substances are still largely illegal. So how do you build a successful business in an industry that you know, largely illegal. Well, the focus is really on education. So through Third Wave, we have a microdosing course. We have what we call a mushroom grow kit. So a lot of people like to grow their own mushrooms, which is legal. Uh, so we can send them a grow kit for them to grow their own mushrooms. We also do affiliates and sponsorship because we have a, you know, we have about 50,000 people on our newsletter. Um, we have a lot of affiliate relationships because we're focused on psychedelics, sure, but we're broadly focused on health and wellness. So there's a lot of psychedelic adjacent companies that we bring into the fold that we refer our audience out to. And then, uh, you know, a huge part of our success in the last two years has been a training program for practitioners. So we have a lot of executive coaches who say, hey, you know, the CEOs that I'm coaching, the founders that I'm coaching are coming to me and asking about psychedelics. And I want to understand how I can help 
support them if they're interested in working with these substances. So we have a practitioner training program for coaches, executive coaches, holistic health coaches, uh, life and relationship coaches, and also some clinicians. And that's a, a, about a $14,000 program, practitioner training program. And that's been hugely successful as well. That's a 10-month program. And we do a six-day experience in Costa Rica because in Costa Rica, psilocybin is legal. So we found a way in short to basically open up every loophole possible to be able to generate sustainable revenue without attracting the attention of, you know, the DEA or the FBI. Yes, you are definitely, that is a fine line to walk. So congratulations on doing it successfully so far. And hope obviously it will, that line will continue to get easier and easier to navigate as you get more and more widespread acceptance what are some of the biggest misconceptions you run across now when it comes to what you're doing? So, you know, compared to where we are in 2023 from when we first started in 2015, we have, you know, the culture has really grown by leaps and bounds. So recently, uh, Cal Berkeley did a survey and found that 61% of Americans support legal psychedelic assisted therapy. So the majority of Americans now support legalizing these medicines for therapeutic uh, intentions, PTSD, depression, addiction, whatever it is. And still one of the biggest misconceptions about psychedelics is that because they are drugs, quote unquote, illegal drugs, they are bad, they're addictive, they're harmful. So a lot of people associate psychedelics with cocaine, heroin, opiates, maybe other, let's say, hard drugs that are addictive and that that can be highly detrimental. Psychedelics, when used with intention, when used with responsibility, um, are actually incredibly beneficial. They're anti-addictive. Clinical research has shown that psychedelics can help with alcoholism, can help with nicotine addiction, can help even with opiate addiction, specifically a a substance called Ibogaine is very effective with that. So I'd say still the biggest misconception is that because these drugs are illegal, they must be harmful and bad. And I think the research and now even public public opinion, 61% of Americans support legal psychedelic assisted therapy is showing that to not be true. Wow, well, that makes a lot of sense. So you've got the groundswell of support moving in the right direction. Um, What's your biggest challenge now? So the biggest challenge is is simply the pace of change for legal policy. So we know that 61% of Americans support legal psychedelic assisted therapy. And yet uh, currently there are no, the exception of ketamine, ketamine is a legal psychedelic that can be used within a therapeutic uh, lens. But, you know, MDMA is still potentially a year away from being medicalized by the FDA. Psilocybin, which is the active ingredient in magic mushrooms, is potentially, you know, at the minimum four years away, looking at 2027, that it will become a legal, uh, you know, application for depression. So right now, because of how slowly the FDA moved because of how slowly the federal government moved. A lot of people want access to these medicines now. And unfortunately, 
that, you know, through the FDA, that's not necessarily the case. And so what we're seeing is we're seeing the growth of what we might call a gray market, where the, the DEA has come out and publicly stated that they are no longer focused on psychedelics, that they have specifically fentanyl to focus on. And so the DEA and generally law enforcement is not putting nearly as much time and energy and effort into going after uh, psychedelics. The state of Colorado has legalized these substances. California actually has a ballot initiative in place right now that they're talking about to legalize psychedelics. So I would say the biggest challenge is how do we ensure that there's rules and regulations set up as soon as possible to support the exponentially growing number of people who are interested in using these substances and these compounds. Because you know, the whole ethos behind this third wave of psychedelics is we don't want to repeat the mistakes of the second wave. Uh, and so the second wave of psychedelics was the 50s and 60s, the counterculture. All of a sudden, you know, LSD came on the scene, high doses of LSD, everyone started using it. There was no really set and setting. There was no intentional and responsible use. And what that led to was a lot of, um, you know, uh, unfortunate death that led to a lot of psychotic breaks that led to a lot of, uh, you know, really negative media about these, uh, these powerful substances. And so we need to ensure there are rules, there are regulations, there are best practices that are put into place as soon as possible to support the millions of people who are interested in using these substances. One more, one more statistic that I think will be beneficial here. I just read a, an article this morning that said the number of adults who are using psychedelics who are from the ages of 35 to 50 has grown by 4X in the last four years. From 2019 to 2023, the number of adults in the age of 35 to 50, 4X. And so that's going to continue to grow. So we need to ensure that there's rules, there's regulations, there's best practices, and there's practitioners. There's ethical and qualified practitioners who can really help support people as they're, as they're looking to potentially work with these substances. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? You know, there's a, there's a lot of different things that are talked about in the personal development world, or the executive leadership world, different modalities, different practices. Um, same with the therapeutic world, right? And what I've seen time and time again with psychedelics, when they are used with intention in, in, in a safe set and setting with responsibility, is psychedelics work. You know, people who find a great practitioner to work with, who utilize the right amount of medicine, who ensure that they don't have a family history of psychosis or schizophrenia, because that's important to emphasize that psychedelics are not necessarily for everyone. They do come with certain risks, but as long as those risks are understood and, uh, and, and approached uh, you know, with caution and safety of going into it, then time and time again, people have healing experiences. You know, there's, there's stories that I hear again and again of vets who, who, who served in Iran, Iraq and Afghanistan you know, who were on the verge of suicide who, you know, work with psychedelics and find it to be incredibly healing. I mean, we have 22 veterans a day, and I think that might even be more now, who are committing suicide, right? There are more veterans who have committed suicide in the last, I think, 15 years than people who have died in all the wars since World War II, 
right? And so it's really important that we have tools and modalities that work for those who are struggling with suicidality, for those who have PTSD, for those who have treatment-resistant depression. We are in, we are in a mimic, and the efficacy that we're seeing with the clinical research of psychedelics is astounding. It's absolutely incredible. And so I think it's really important that these medicines are made available because they work and they are effective. Um, so that's the therapeutic. I think the, the other side of it, and that's the, the side that I'm more professionally focused on is what psychedelics can do for the leaders, creators, and builders of tomorrow. And I think this will be especially relevant for this audience. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs are learning that to be at their best, they have to be centered, they have to be present, they have to be great listeners and great communicators. Um, you know, they have to be innovative and creative, right? One of the keys of leadership in the 21st century is the, the ability to adapt quickly to, a, to an ever-changing landscape of uncertainty. And what I find time and time again is psychedelics are incredible tools for executives and entrepreneurs. They help us to adapt quickly. They help us to come up with innovative solutions. And so I believe that a lot of the challenges that we're facing, whether it's the mental health crisis, whether it's the political crisis where we're becoming ever more divided, whether it's even the, the I would say, environmental crisis, you know, psychedelics help the leaders, builders, creators of tomorrow come up with innovative solutions. They help us to create new paradigms. And I think those innovative solutions and new paradigms will be essential to address a lot of the crises that we are currently facing. Uh, amen to all of that. Where can we know your time is incredibly valuable? We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. For our folks watching or listening, where is the best place for them to go to get the book? And where is the best place for them to go to learn more about Third Wave? So, for the book, it's Mastering Microdosing. And that book can be found on Amazon. So, just go to amazon.com. There's a Kindle, a uh, soft cover, and a hard cover that's available. And then if you want to learn more about our practitioner training program, uh, that's on third wave, the third wave.co. We also have a newsletter and a podcast ourselves, the psychedelic podcast. So just go to the third wave.co, join our newsletter, download our podcast. And if this is the topic of interest to you, reach out to me personally. I'm on uh, social media at Paul Austin 3W. Awesome. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Paul Austin of The Third Wave. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free Perfect Pitch Cheat Sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. 
What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.